Hello, everyone. I'm Kellen Tester of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT. John, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Just saw a pretty good show. Can't complain. That we can't. I mean, NXT, two-hour show. They pack a lot into it. It's uh, full of, you know, good matches, good storytelling, and just, you know, good progression of feuds and, and any number of things while also building to the future. Uh, and tonight, definitely a good example of that across the board. And we'll talk all about it. Before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here on WrestleZone, is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Sleeve like and subscribe. So, John... The big match tonight, obviously, was the NXT Championship match between Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano. This has been in the works for a couple weeks now, and you and I have talked about it. I had thought that there's at least a, a fairly decent chance that Gargano could win. Obviously, we've we've seen all the reports about uh, Karrion Cross working dark matches, having tryout matches. Um, for the main roster, he's been on the main event, which is a technically a, a main roster show. So it felt like the writing was on the wall. And, you know, for that reason, it's, it seems like, you know, they would might they may want to get the title off of Cross and Gargano, old reliable, uh, you know, that kind of, I'm, I don't know, it, it seemed to make a lot of sense there. Uh, so in some ways, Karen Cross uh, retaining the title tonight was uh, somewhat surprising because, you know, it, it would appear that he is sticking around NXT, at least for now. But uh, you can't you can't knock Johnny Gargano. I thought he was, uh, you know, put up a great fight. And I, I think this is one of Cross's better singles matches, especially uh, without Finn Balor. I think he and Finn Balor had some, uh, had two really good matches. Uh, but Gargano, one of the very best um, on the roster, obviously. So I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, he crossed one pretty decisively, not much to it. Of course, Samoa Joe, I should say, was the special guest referee. He did make his presence known. Some people thought that Joe would cost cross and maybe, you know, lead something there. These guys were confronting each other throughout the match and they, were, they had even a, a tense interaction earlier in the night. So they were definitely planting that seed. Didn't nearly come to fruition in the match too, too much. I mean, Cross, they definitely got each other's faces. But uh, the, then the big story other than Cross retaining was after the match, John. Samoa Joe got choked out by Karrion Cross. He turned his back, Cross attacked him, and you know the, a, a lot of people seem to immediately jump to that conclusion that uh, that would seem to indicate Joe is cleared. Obviously, he had uh, some issues with concussions, so he being being choked out like that, being you know beat up like that, uh, it would would seem to kind of indicate that. So it would seem that Karrion Cross here to stay and very well might be feuding with Samoa Joe. John, what do you think? Oh, man. Um, it was awesome. The end of that was awesome. Uh, it's very clear uh, to see after that that Joe had to have been cleared. You don't do something like that unless you're cleared to compete. Uh, you do the pushing and shoving type stuff that we've seen in recent weeks when you're not cleared to compete. What happened tonight only happens when you're cleared to compete. Carrying cross. I, 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 some people were skeptical. To me, there was never a doubt he was going to win this. I knew he was destined for bigger and better things. Didn't know it would be Joe, at least this quickly. Um, but man, I'm telling you what, Colin, we know that, well, okay, we don't know when the next takeover is or where it is for that, for that manner. Uh, there's been rumblings of doing one, uh, SummerSlam weekend in Orlando, not in Las Vegas. So we'll see if that comes to happen, but Colin, you have, and you already screwed this up at WrestleMania. Don't do it again. You have to put Joe and Cross on at SummerSlam. You have to. Uh, and to me, and regardless, I'm okay with this match. I think it's going to be good. 
I don't want people to get their hopes up because honestly, I don't think Joe's going to get a title run. I, I do think that this is going to benefit Cross more than Joe. I think Cross will probably win. Uh, you know, if Joe's going to be the enforcer, I don't think an NXT title run is I don't, that just doesn't make sense. But who knows? Um, but yeah, Colin, you ah man, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get your take on this in, in a second, but. SummerSlam to me is the ideal place to have this match. I mean, Joe is going to get absolute huge pops. Uh, Cross his entrance at SummerSlam. Can you imagine that? That'd be great. The only thing yeah. that only thing that would concern me is, uh, and we know how Vince can be sometimes. Uh, if if they were to be concerned that maybe this would kind of steal the show and like people would look forward to this and talk about this more than like other matches on the card. But I mean, uh, I want to get two two. Two uh, answers to questions for you. The first would be, uh, do you think we get this at SummerSlam? If not, where do we get this? And the second question, uh, who do you think would win this feud? Uh, before I answer that, I just want to get some of these comments here. They are piling up because obviously there's a lot to talk about. Jeremy Hansen saying, Kieran Cross, the next big thing in WWE. The guy has star written all over him. I would agree. I've been a big fan of his. I think he's had a great run as the champion here. And now that he uh, retained against Gargano, seems like he is definitely sticking around in that sense. Uh, you're saying, you know, really uh, suggesting that SummerSlam could be a great stage for this match. I would agree. At the same time, uh, someone just commented. Oh, Stephen Chambers saying, put the match on TV. Why wait for SummerSlam weekend? Like, the SummerSlam is uh a little over a month away and you know while that's not a whole lot of time that you know that there is something to be said for uh maybe fast tracking it in some ways although for me i also like taking the slow route and building it up using u- utilizing that month that you have um there I've- are there are five more nxts until SummerSlam, and we've uh saw the leak tonight from people in attendance that they're filming two episodes next week, one on Tuesday and one on Wednesday. Uh, that leaked from people that were in the audience. They were persuaded that if they came to both tapings next week, they would earn a special commemorative item. So uh, that kind of leaked out that. Uh, but uh, obviously, if they do this match, they're not going to film it ahead of time for one. Right. So you you, one, would, yeah. one would believe the soonest we could even possibly see this match would be on the first uh tuesday in august which would be august 3rd uh i still think SummerSlam is a good place for it uh but yeah go ahead and continue with your point i will say um i'm not trying to knock finn balor but i think there is a case to me that this would definitely warrant SummerSlam. they are trying to make it this huge event uh and in a way this would kind of maybe put SummerSlam over the top compared to WrestleMania, where you do have this very buzzworthy NXT Championship match. Joe, presumably, this would be Joe's first match back. And I think at that point, probably be well over a year at that point. So, you know, that would definitely... Uh, yeah, it would be, yeah. That would definitely be pretty darn exciting uh, for, for an NXT fan and then for the main roster fans uh, that, that that are familiar with Joe's work. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um so I don't know. I, I I feel like they will probably do a takeover around SummerSlam time, um, and obviously if they do, I would expect it to be there. I, I I feel like it's possible, if not likely. I don't. It's hard to say. I mean, it does feel like in some ways, the main roster has kind of not shied away from NXT, but they they were left out of Survivor Series. They weren't uh, as you know prominent in the Royal Rumble this year. 
maybe, and that could change. Obviously, with SummerSlam, they might say, hey, this is an opportunity to to bring it back, to have this uh, crossover or, or incorporation in that sense. So um, I, I think it's possible, you know, and I, I think it would make sense to do that. But at the same time, I guess if they do a takeover, I think that'd be make more sense to really kind of have that takeover feel special but uh nonetheless uh, you're and you, you also you don't expect uh, to see joe get a title run uh nesha curse saying that jo, she does expect joe to beat cross for the title i mean i do think and this is kind of applicable to any number of um, again age is just a number but you know for joe he's definitely up there so you know guys that are kind of at that stage in, stage in their career i do feel like maybe they're better off uh making other people look better and, and, you know, helping them grow, helping them quote unquote, get over. So in that sense, um, well, it is weird that, you know, for me, if, if cross wins, then it's like a, who could possibly beat him and B, uh, to, again, tonight, I thought cross will lose because he's getting supposedly would be getting called up soon. Uh, and if let's say this happens around SummerSlam time cross wins, then, I don't know anyone he would be called up. You know, again, for me at least, legit logistically speaking, I would say I would expect Cross to lose the title, then move up. I guess there's a case we made he could, you know, keep the title and, and get moved up. Maybe they vacate the title. Um, I think I would be surprised if Joe beat Cross, though. Just you know, for me, that wouldn't be the best look. Cross, this dominant champion, Samoa uh, Joe, a guy that's you know coming out for this. Injury. But you Not, know, Joe. but you know, if they were to do this at SummerSlam. The crowd is going to be so hype and wanting Joe to win this thing. You just know that's what's going to happen. And oh, even yeah. if it's even if it's not a SummerSlam, no matter when this match is, Joe will be the resounding favorite in the fans. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be the favorite to win the match, but he will be the favorite with fans. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, especially tonight, I would say yeah. But by attacking Joe, especially, they are definitely. Uh, you know, cementing the fact that Cross is a heel. Johnny Gargano gave an interview ahead of this match tonight, and he basically said that uh, Cross is the quote-unquote big bad of NXT. He's, he's the big villain. He's the boss at the end of the video game. And that, this is definitely kind of, they're, they're really leaning into that. It's like by having Cross beat down Joe, disrespect Joe, uh, they're definitely going with that. So, you know, if they do it in front of the live crowd like that at a SummerSlam, you know, at some the SummerSlam kind of a spit that big event, yeah. But I think the crowd would definitely get behind Joe, and then yeah, maybe then uh, for that reason, maybe they'd want to give the, Joe the title, go for that crazy pop. Uh, I could definitely see it. Uh, and, and Nesha Curse uh, elaborating on her point, saying that Cross could be dropping the title uh, to Joe because he's moving up. So I could see it. Obviously, the logic is there. And Stephen Chambers also agreeing if Joe beats Cross, Cross might move up to main roster. So it definitely does seem to be that that is again, if not probable at the very least possible uh but on the other hand here johnny gargano lost and uh, michael coffee saying that he's not gonna lie you definitely want to see johnny champion win this match <laughs> they never give us what we want we'll talk about that uh at least a little bit because we got we got i got some thoughts on index but we get before we get there uh john's rolling his eyes but uh yeah i i did see you know i i've been on board with this uh somewhat return of johnny wrestling uh, of you know the the you know not like full babyface Johnny Gargano, but you know, uh, maybe a little more babyface than what, what we've been seeing. Nesh cursing, she also expected Johnny to win. So, I mean, I think it seems like some people are definitely lining up with that idea that you know, feels like in some ways, you know, Cross is uh, is on like on numbered days, but at the same time, if we were getting this match with Mojo, then I feel like he will be keeping the title. Uh, 
for a while for for now honestly for now but overall here great main event and we, uh, even just right at the start of the show we got a bunch of people really saying they enjoyed nxt tonight friend of the show nando saying it's been the best nxt of the entire year kevin taylor saying nxt is fire uh we got a bunch of ratings already as well with bit milligan with a 9.5 and maya lee with a nine so definitely uh, people seeming to enjoy this episode of nxt uh and other than that um the big story tonight let's just not even bury it uh nest curse by and perfect segue mandy rose to nxt question mark yes mandy rose wwe raw superstar surprisingly showed up on nxt tonight unannounced uh with and it didn't leak either it didn't even leak no nothing no reports no nothing like that she showed up it was a uh, saray versus gg dolan formerly known as priscilla kelly um the, uh, and we could talk about some of the the moving moving parts here in the woman's vision because uh saray had been set to face tony storm tony storm last week on smackdown they uh, had a vignette that storm would, would be moving to smackdown so they had to kind of re rearrange some things so now we saw saray versus dolan during this match uh mandy rose came came to the stage she was watching Nothing much to it other than that. She turned her she turned her back and left once a Surrey had won. Uh, and then later on, she had a very brief uh, interaction with Frankie Monet uh, with some developments with the Robert Stone brand, seemingly the end of the Robert Stone brand. So uh, it would seem. And then on top of that, I should say that Mandy Rose tweeted pretty, pretty clearly. I'm back, you know, you know, something to, to that effect. So, yes, it would seem that Mandy Rose back in NXT, um, at least for now. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what to make of that. She had been, um, you know, obviously featured on raw in this tag team, uh, with Dana Brooke. And now she's back on NXT. Uh, I will say in some ways, I don't think NXT needs her in the sense that they have plenty of depth. It's not that problem. And then like they, it's not, this wasn't probably a move made, uh, to, to make up for any lack of depth. Cause obviously we've talked about the women's vision many times having plenty of depth. So this might more be, I saw people commenting on Twitter that, uh, Rose did not really have a long NXT run her first time around. Maybe they want her to get a little more seasoning or, or do something differently. Uh, John, I think you and I talked about it on raw, her team with Dana Brooke wasn't really working. I mean, in some ways just, I, I wasn't really, um, I don't know. It wasn't really clicking for me. I think we, we were kind of in sync on that. So, uh, she is back on NXT. We're not quite sure, or at least it would seem, but it has not been uh, officially yet reported yet. Uh, but obviously this seems to be the case and it's not clear what she'll be doing. Uh, and, but Nash is saying moving her doesn't really make sense. I mean, I, I in some ways, yes, the, the raw woman's vision has much less, much less depth than NXT. Um, but I think this is a good chance to, to do something differently with uh, with Mandy Rose. I really liked her, uh, her run on SmackDown with Otis. I thought you know that was I enjoyed that a lot. So I think she's definitely got potential, and I don't think that was fully tapped into on Raw. So John, what do you think about Mandy Rose potentially seemingly being back on the next at this point? Uh, I don't know how to think about it. Uh, obviously, we don't know if it's going to be official. It was an interesting concept to just kind of have it randomly with no thoughts as to possibly why it could have happened and i personally myself even after seeing her tonight i'm not necessarily sure what the deal is or what the plan is here of course with so many women moving up to the main roster it can't hurt to have somebody come down we knew mandy and dana were not going to be the ones to dethrone the tag champions anyway so it can only help mandy in the long run not to mention the rumors that we have been heard with uh, regards to Sonya possibly coming back into the ring. The main roster is fine now as far as women goes with all the call-ups and returns and upcoming returns that we're going to be seeing. 
Uh, NXT is reloading right now, which they do very well. This last wave, they had the likes of Mercedes Martinez, Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez building up and, and taking over the division. And now the next wave is coming in, and you're going to have Mandy there to kind of be a good mentor if she is there, and obviously her own firepower on the show as well. So uh, I can't really give a solid opinion on what I think until I figure out what exactly they're going to be doing and why. I I would agree. It's hard. This is one of the things. This is very you know. If she's moving back to NXT, there was not something to really sink our it's teeth. So into random. Tonight. Yes, it was. It was random. Uh, it wasn't even like she. And it, it was both random and, and I hate to say like unsubstantial. But yeah, it's not like she attacked somebody and started something. She literally stood there and watched a match and then yeah. very briefly interacted with Frankie Monet. So um, yeah, we will definitely have to wait and see what happens. I did enjoy what we saw. Uh, again, I loved her with Otis, and Neshkaris agreed with that as well. I thought her feud was, well, you talked about Sonya Deville. I thought her feud with Sonya Deville back at SummerSlam last year was great. Um, so she, I think she's definitely got that potential. Again, I don't think it was really realized in her, or I should say capitalized on, uh, in her run on Raw. So uh, but you, you were just mentioning, I totally skimmed over the fact, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke had been the unofficial number one contenders for the women's tag titles on the main roster. So, John, I'm not, I'm not going to rant. But I have something to say because, you know, on, just, just look at look at the past week plus for NXT in the main roster where uh, starting with this Mandy Rose last night on Raw, she and Dana Brooke confronted Natalia and Tamina, the women's tag champions. They've been feuding with them for a couple of weeks now. And it seemed like we were going for that match. And then suddenly Rose shows up in NXT. She tweets that she's back on NXT back that, that she's back on NXT. So sure. pretty much looks like that's the case. All right. There's that. Then last week uh, we got and the, for weeks we got the battery charging vignettes and finally it turned out that was Tegan Knox. She returns to NXT d- three days later. She's on SmackDown with Shotzi Blackheart beating Tiny Tamina. So all the weeks of battery charging vignettes seemingly kind of not wasted, but you know NXT didn't really s- seem to really benefit. In the long run, because then now Tegan Knox seemingly on SmackDown. There's that. Uh, and also uh, Tony Storms, as I mentioned a minute ago, seemingly uh, entering the feud with Saray. Tony Storm getting called up. That's dropped as well. Uh, so there is something there where uh, I feel like there's this constant narrative that the, the right hand doesn't talk to the left in WWE. But um, there is this weird like lack of coordination or... Uh, I, I say that, you know, just from the out, obviously from the outside, I just from what it looks like. Um, and a friend of the show, Iridian Figueroa, saying she hates the flip flopping of women through teams and the rosters. And just, yeah, there's all this movement. Mandy Rose showing up pretty randomly. Um, and Iridian also saying she doesn't hate Mandy being on NXT. She hopes they use her, you know, and they use her well. I would agree. But yes, to there's me, like, very- there's no communication between the it's almost like they're two separate companies. Like if, if somebody watched NXT and then watched Raw and SmackDown from a business standpoint, they wouldn't think that these two ever communicate with each other because what's the point of doing all this stuff? If you're going to just switch somebody the next week and more importantly, what's the point of firing somebody if you're going to bring them back the next week? Right. There's no communication. It's It's like, Hey, we're not going to use this person. Do you think you could use them? It's uh, Oh, Hey, we'll take them. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I, I agree. I will say Michael Covington making a very good point. You know, Bailey went down last week, top star on yeah. SmackDown with a very severe uh, injury from for, for, uh, for training. She'll be out for roughly nine months. So yes, of course that that kind of necessitated some changes uh, in the women's division, calling people up. I get that, I, but Robert and I were talking about on the SmackDown show. 
there were other people you probably could have called up that were just as qualified. I mean, Dakota Kai is definitely a name that stands out in the sense of like, yeah, you felt more. Not to mention, not to mention, there's no reason that Io Shirai needed to win the women's tag titles, and she would have been perfect to be called up. Right, and in that sense, yeah, they could not. They obviously couldn't foresee Bailey getting hurt, but obviously we've talked about for for weeks now the main roster at least the, the lack of depth there is has been a problem so in that sense they could have kind of maybe planned ahead a little and said okay you know Ishrai has had this great run on nxt now we can call her up obviously they didn't do that but no that for me that is definitely um all, all together here especially this is the fact that's back to back where we've got you know um you know shots are getting called up and tegan knox getting called up after these the the, the battery charging things uh and, and and yeah, and now uh, Mandy Rose coming down this, these these moving parts with and admittedly questionable moving parts. Um, as much as I enjoyed NXT tonight, that it was I have to say that was definitely in the back of my mind. So uh, oh, to put a to, to put a bow on it, I hope that yes, Mandy Rose uh, will thrive on NXT. I hope they use her well. I'm excited about it, uh, and we'll have to wait until it happens with it. So. One thing I did enjoy tonight that I thought was pretty fun, uh, and I'll admit I, I was perhaps wrong about it, were, were the several clips of Cameron Grimes being LA Knight's butler. I thought these were fun. I thought they were harmless. Uh, you know, Grimes showed up. He, he was the butler. He he got a, he got a makeover. He he wore the the butler gear, uh, and, and Knight told him to mow his lawn. And then uh, in another vignette. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny that Grimes hired somebody to do these chores, and then uh, he pushed uh, Knight into the pool. So uh, definitely, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like they're being creative with it. And, and Grimes, you know, I, I criticized this direction at first, but if anybody can make it work, it is Cameron Grimes. I think he's very funny. He's got that comedic timing. So it does feel like this is one of those feuds we'll probably get uh, a blow-off match where Grimes could get revenge. Uh, and what we might maybe this could be, uh, that that could happen at the next takeover, whenever that might be, presumably around SummerSlam time. Nesha Chris agreeing that Grimes is awesome. But John, what did you think about Cameron Grimes the butler? Uh, I thought that it was okay at first. And then you very clearly got the idea that what they're doing here is uh, Grimes is basically going to drive LA Knight crazy to the until the point where he's like, just get out of here. That's looks like that's where we're going. Um, it was fine. I liked the guy to makeover. That was pretty good. Uh, I it was not as drastic as I thought it was going to be when they first started it. I thought they were going to like completely shave him and cut his yeah. hair, but that's not what happened. So I'm interested to see how they take it, and more importantly, how long this goes because. Uh, I feel like this will end in probably another title match between the two, uh, but I'd like to see if anybody else steps up to show interest in this title. What do you think? And I would I would like to see that. You know, to me, uh, that 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 should happen, right? It's a million dollar title. Um, it's obviously got that legacy and you know prestige to it. And like, who wouldn't want to want to you know <laughs> buy for that legacy? <laughs> Uh, for for the Ted DiBiase like that to me like that makes perfect sense to me uh, for somebody to, to step in there it doesn't have to just be Grimes and DB uh, Grimes and uh, LA Knight there so uh, I think yeah we might be taking a little bit of a, a, a longer approach to this uh, and then obviously maybe in, in the interim somebody could step up tonight in that sense so I'd like to see that uh, you know whoever however it might be I don't really know um, we can talk about that but Whereas this feud, I think they are like they're keeping it fresh. It's ongoing. It's changing, and it's very clear how they're doing that with this Butler thing. Uh, another feud that's continuing, and I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole 
not done with each other yet, at least it would seem. Uh, basically, O'Reilly said that you know he may have lost last week, but uh, you know he, that he's not done yet. He wants to make Adam Cole pay for what he's done later on. Adam Cole said, you know, you might want to reconsider that. Uh, but the, uh, O'Reilly vowed to finish Adam Cole. I, I tweeted about it during during uh, I think it was the Cole interview. At this point, I'm like I'm convinced Adam Cole is never going to get called up because again, we, we were sitting here for a couple weeks saying, okay, they're going to have one more match at Great American Bash, and then Cole's going to move up the main roster. The, the crowd's coming back. It feels like a good time to do it. Um, instead, Adam Cole's still here. Now he's seemingly entering a, at least a, a mini feud with Bronson Reed. Uh, Bronson Reed confronted him tonight, so it feels like we're going with that. And I think that's that'll be good for Bronson Reed. Um, but yeah, it does feel like we are going to get one more match with Cole and O'Reilly. And I just couldn't help but think, I don't know how, in some ways, like from a storytelling perspective, like why would Cole agree to another match? Like he beat O'Reilly, he's got nothing left to prove. Um, obviously, O'Reilly would want would want to write that wrong of losing, but you know, I don't. I'm curious to see how they kind of. Uh, make that happen like the, for me they, they and and also uh, as we said before great american bash um they had the whole no holes barred match now they've got a regular ma- um, a standard match not quite sure uh what the th- potential third match would be there so curious to see what happens with that but what are your thoughts about this uh continuation of uh, kyle riley and adam cole uh well i guess it's fine i'm more intrigued by the fact that they're going to do adam cole versus bronson reed I hope they turn this into like a winner leaves NXT match or a loser leaves NXT match. Better yet, both leave NXT match or or something like that. Um, I have, was having fun with that earlier, but in all seriousness, they they both are ready to move up. At least one of these two has to move up. You'd have to think it'd be Bronson Reed. Uh, as far as uh, Adam Cole and Kyle Riley goes, I, I don't see the intrigue or interest in why people want to see this again this would be what the fourth time right i think third, it's at least yeah. the third time and so they're one they're one to one right now yeah uh so i know I, I don't understand who knows uh it is what it is as long as they're both doing something i guess it's fine um but other than that between these guys there's not much else for them to do in nxt and so and speaking of nothing else to do in nxt it feels like Tommaso Champ has been in NXT forever also. And tonight, he attacked Pete Dunne backstage with the help of Timothy Thatcher. And, of course, uh, Oni Lorcan was there as well. It appears that these two tag teams are still probably fighting over who's going to be the next number one contender or something along the lines. Uh, we got yet another Pete Dunne Samoa Joe stare down. They keep teasing that. It's like, an, it's like a weekly thing now that's always going to happen. Uh, but what did you think of this little backstage scuffle? So we had Pete Dunn backstage before the main event title match. Uh, and, you know, he again stated that he, he wants to win the NXT title. He's got his eyes on the, the winner of the main event, presumably. Uh, so it feels like Pete Dunn still in line for a title shot at some point soon. A, a singles match. He never he hasn't still, still has not gotten a singles match for the title, uh, at least any time recently. So uh, with that, then Toothless Timmy showed up and basically said, oh, you say you're the, the baddest guy on NXT and, and you're the best technician. Like, which is it kind of implying like that, you know, that he's one of them, that he's the baddest guy or he's the uh, the, the best technician. So uh, when this happened, I was like, oh, cool. Thatcher and Dunn were really cool. And then uh, Ciampa shows up and he starts beating up Dunn. And then I was like, wow, we're, we're presumably we're going to get uh, Ciampa and Thatcher versus uh, Dunn and Oni Horkin. And that's going to be a very physical, hard hitting match. And that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and presumably some, some singles matches as well. You know, uh, 
Chapa and Dunn, Thatcher and Dunn, throwing uh, Lorcan in, the, in there as well. Uh, I, I like that a lot. I think, you know, all four guys seem like they could really do some good work together, very similar styles. They all really thrive in that physical setting. Uh, for me, in some ways, I, I, I'm glad, oh, I should say, I'm glad we're still, you know, moving on with uh, Thatcher and Chapa. I think they're good together. So, you know, while they lost MSK last week for the titles, uh, you know, that's not to say that they'll never win the titles. I mean, you know, maybe they'll circle back around and get them later on. Um, so, no, I, I think this will be really cool. I think, you know, there doesn't really need to be, need to be much more to it than just two uh, two teams, four dudes that want to beat each other up and, you know, and, and fight. That's all there really is to it. Uh, and I think it'll be, it'll be good when they do. And again, I think they could kind of stretch it out with some singles matches and tag team matches. So I'm enjoying, I'm, I definitely am looking forward to that. Another thing here, I'm, I'm holding off the talk about index because I want to get into it. But uh, one more thing before that, uh, Michael Kent asking, why is Bobby Fish mad at Roderick Strong? Well, uh, there is a, a, a little clip before the show went on tonight. And John, I'll admit there, I watched this clip. I didn't watch it all the way through. Uh, there, there was Diamond Mind cutting a promo, and they were saying, you know, we've, we've got the best uh, fighters, we've got the best coaches and the best prospects, and they issued an open challenge, and Bobby Fish showed up. And the way that, that this uh, came across, it very much seemed like the, the challenge was for Roderick Strong. Bobby Fish answers, and I honestly, truly, I stopped watching the clip. I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. And we didn't, because then in the last, like, couple seconds of the clip, Tyler Russ uh, turned out to be the guy that Fish will be facing. So it very much it feels like we are going to get uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, two guys formerly in the Undisputed Era. Obviously, a lot of history there. Uh, why is Fish mad at Strong? I don't really know. There's no real, like, n- nothing happened before this to really set that up. Maybe he didn't doesn't agree with uh, Good old-fashioned grudge match. Yeah, you know, and they can they can still build it up. But yeah, from, from the, uh, we're kind of like we're saying about Mandy Rose, a little... If not random, because obviously they can easily say, "Oh, Fish doesn't like the fact that Strong's, you know, doing what he's doing with Diamond Mind or whatever." Uh, but uh, Tyre of Russ versus Bobby Fish. I will say, Bobby Fish, his run on NXT has definitely been limited by injuries. So at the very least, it's good to see him back in the ring. I saw some people tweeting that he looked out of shape. I mean, again, when the guy has been just so limited by injuries and, and he spent a lot of time on the shelf, uh, hard to really hold him at fault for that. But I think there, maybe there is a valid point there. Uh, I thought this match was fine. It was pretty darn short. Uh, in the end, Roderick Strong distracted Bobby Fish and Tyler Rust won the match. And then Kushida ran out to make the save for a post-match beatdown. So it does feel like we're going to get a tag team match here at the very least. Uh, there were, have been some reports that uh, Strong has resigned with WWE and he's kind of going to be in a prominent spot with with uh, this program of Kushida to kind of build up the Cruiserweight title. So I think that'll be good. I think that'll be uh, a nice way to build up the, the, the Cruiserweight title. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Kushida versus Strong, that's going to be a great match when that finally happens. Uh, and again, with this, this tag team match in, in the interim, presumably whenever it happens, uh, Fish Kushida versus Strong, and I guess it would be rest at this point. I think that'll be fun as well. Uh, what What do you think about this? This uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting with having you know uh, Cole Cole and O'Reilly, and then having the the other half of Unspeeder a feud here. Uh, I think it's interesting. I'm more intrigued by the Roderick Strong Kushida stuff, other than the uh, Bobby Fish stuff. I think there's something to be said with them pushing the cruiserweight title again, and Kushida's been very good at it. Uh, I think he needs to stay relevant in a good picture and it's a good title picture. Uh, and I think that what we're going to see here between these guys is going to be very entertaining and good match. Roderick Strong is also one of those guys, like we were talking about earlier, that's been with NXT forever, has no indications of going anywhere soon. 
a little surprised to see him re-sign after kind of the news uh, with his wife being released. But hey, uh, it's basically become normal now with uh, Selena Vega and Charlotte Flair also doing something similar. So right. it's not like we used to see where it was like if, if one wasn't there, you could just pretty much expect the other to not be there either. Now it's clearly very different. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they kind of approach this match, how they build the match while they're also juggling this Bobby Fish thing at the same time, kind of doing two things at once. Yeah. No, I, I am curious about that. Uh, and someone tweet, uh, mentioned the comments earlier saying the Diamond Mind is boring already. I don't know if we go that far. It just feels like we haven't gotten a lot of real development with it yet. I think I think it's because people are upset that it wasn't somebody like Tessa or somebody much bigger like Ronda Rousey, somebody that would really be a big name. But yeah. people are going to just have to learn that it's not always about how big it is initially. It's how big that it can get to. When the shield first came, people were like, what's this crap? Why does CM Punk need this? And right. look what happened to all three of them. So oh, yeah. so I, I think that, you know, the, at the very least, Diamond Mine could definitely be successful. It could be good for Roderick Strong. It could be good for uh, all the guys involved. So I think that there's definitely the the, the potential for growth there. Uh, we're going. We're going to talk about index. Don't you worry. Say, don't but, don't keep me waiting. I was going to say, don't keep me waiting. Tell me, tell me what you got to say because uh, I'm sure it'll be so interesting. So, John and I remain very, um, perhaps at odds about index. So for weeks, John, we the index was seemingly dropped. The NXT's uh, star-crossed lovers, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis, had been uh, seemingly kind of just. Going their separate ways, we we didn't see Dexter for a little bit. Indy was focusing on the, on the tag titles, um, so I I literally said on the show I I assumed that they were they had just dropped it and that was it and I was very disappointed and I spoke too soon because uh, this week we saw uh, Indy and uh, Dexter well they they nearly kissed. Uh, Nesha Kirsten comment Nesha Kirsten in the comments saying that we're so close we almost got it. John's wiping his head out of relief. Uh, I thought this was fun. I mean, there was a, a this a couple. This is I mentioned on the show before. I like when they do these kind of you know branching segments where like one leads to the other. So we saw Beth Phoenix give um, Indy some advice, saying, "Hey, you know, you got just sometimes you got to take a chance." Because at first, Indy said, "Oh, you know, it wasn't the right time," and and you know, I was focused on the tag titles, seemingly saying that she was going to let Dexter go. And then I was like, all right, well, I, at least there's some, uh, some closure there. And then Beth said, no, no, you should, you should go for it. And then in the indie, uh, she did go for it. She, she almost, uh, almost kissed Dexter during his match with, uh, Santos Escobar. And, um, again, then Candace stopped her, you know, she almost got it, but the Candace stopped her yet again. So the very least Dexter and Indy were, we're back on, we're back on this, this roller coaster ride of a romance. And John, I imagine I know how you feel about it, but uh, I, I guess I just are you surprised that, that they kind of dropped it and, and or at least you know put it on pause and now are bringing it back? What what do you think? Uh, I was kind of surprised they kind of just brought it back as if it was never dropped. I don't want to say dropped, but put on a pause. I guess you could say. Um, I man. We, I mean, we know what's going to happen. Like, like Nessa saying with uh, Candace putting the block on Indy or, or Dex or whoever it may be, it's it changes by the week. But for real, um, I, I don't understand why they keep it's. They're repeating the same thing every week, but just showcasing it in a different way. Uh, it's very clear that both of these uh, superstars want this. <laughs> 
And it's very clear that Candace doesn't want this. Uh, and it's very clear that it probably will eventually happen. And that's that's the problem I have with this, Colin. It's not that I'm tired of it. It's not that it's stupid. It's the fact that what are you waiting for? We know what's going to happen, so just do it and get it over with because I'm tired of seeing this on TV every week and it's the biggest waste of two minutes on the show every week. I can't stand it. I know people, specific people in the comments, if they're paying attention, will not agree with me. But look, it just, it's a part of the show that I would not be upset if it just didn't happen anymore. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, I'm, I enjoy it. I, I like it. I, I, for me, my favorite part, some of my favorite parts of wrestling are these, you know, it's the storylines, and especially when it's like, like the, Riddle. Well, yeah, you know, then I mean, when done well, the like, storylines like uh, we could talk about that. Our caper on Raw, a kind of organic thing. It, it, they've got a good chemistry and it works for me. There's just something with Indian Dexter and, and the way they've been going about it. Yeah, in some ways, it's been a little, a little repetitive where it's like, yeah, you know, the, the, the will they won't they and they they almost guess they don't like I, I understand what you're saying. But um, because I guess I, I'm I, I have that initial investment in it. Like I, I, I want to see it happen. I, and uh, I do agree that I want to see it happen already because they are drawing it out. So I do feel like the fact that we got it back uh, in, in, the, in the spotlight this week. It does lead me to believe that maybe we'll get we'll finally get it at some point soon. But we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But of course, John, we can't forget about your favorite act. On NXT, Hit Row. Hit Row was on uh, the show this week. We didn't get to talk about the Great American Bash last week because I lost power like five times. But uh, Hit Row had, uh, I think it was a, a cypher. A concert is what concert. it was. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of people, uh, not a big fan of that. Uh, Legado del uh, Fantasma mocked, mocked the cypher ceremony saying, uh, uh, I think it was Joaquin Wild saying he couldn't do his dance to it. And they're, they're kind of basing a feud off of that and then after uh, escobar defeated dexter Lumis in a match uh there's a standoff between hit row and uh and legato so it does feel like we're getting a a feud there but john gotta say give, I, I know we're we're a week past it now but just i guess b between this and last week what do you think about hit row right now john oh man People were going crazy tonight, and they, like, didn't do anything. All they did was come out and stare down Legato del Fantasma. Like, literally, that's all they did, and people went crazy. Like, why? They just stood there and did nothing. Um, and to me, it's like, well, Legato del Fantasma, are they now suddenly baby faces? But even if they are, I mean, to, it seems like everybody but me, Hit Row, are baby faces, and I don't understand why. As far as last week goes, uh, boy, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I mean, if, 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 if you're somebody that's just like hanging out at home on a Tuesday night, flipping through the channels, and you come across this, the first thing that pops into your mind is not professional wrestling. It's not. It's just not. Even, even, even though that they were in a wrestling ring, the first thing that comes to mind is not professional wrestling. I see this concert and these guys rapping there, and I'm thinking to myself, like, and and, and it wasn't just this. This was like a six minute thing, like they were rapping in the ring for like six minutes. Like they performed their theme song re repeatedly, two times in a row, 
and we're just dancing and rapping and and playing with the crowd and i was just thinking to myself like well what's the point and nobody even interfered nobody interfered the commentators were just like i mean wade barrett was pretty into it but uh, there was no story development like it, 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 i thought they were trolling us they were just feeding off of like the people online like loving this so they're like well let's this is like me thinking how vince used to be like well, just let them go out there and do their thing for six minutes, and then that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I I know I know Melly Mel likes this. He's he's calling me lame because I I, I didn't like it. Uh, Nesha Kirsch all agreed that it was awful. Uh, Sean Smith thinks that the memorabilia guy could rap. Stephen Chambers no comment on Hit Row. Uh, Leo says it was a waste of time, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. It was a waste of time to do it for six minutes and have absolutely no progression in any story at all so i'll tell you what while while you give your thoughts if you have any uh melly mel i want you to comment if you will you said you enjoyed the segment i just want you to explain why you enjoyed the segment because for months now me and colin have been trying to figure out what what is it that you enjoy so there here's our example comment let us know why you enjoyed it and maybe we'll get some insight but yeah, Colin, what do you think of six-minute concerts on uh, NXT? It's not for me, and and that's fine. Obviously, like if you're you know any wrestling show you watch, it's it's very unlikely you're gonna, you're gonna watch you're gonna like every single thing that happens. Um, six minutes or, or whatever it was is a bit much. Uh, maybe it could have been shorter, and that would have uh, maybe lessened the 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 feeling that it, that it was bad or that it was a waste of time um yeah i didn't love it uh i thought it was maybe a little odd you know as you said <laughs> you, know, you wouldn't it's not it's not even like uh i don't want to make the comparison it's not even like elias doing a brief concert and like it, with Elias, it, it always it usually sets up a feud or something with this six minutes it was a rap concert or whatever and that was it and it was like it was just a, a complete celebration uh with no movement no no feud or nothing uh so you know, to me, it was fine. And like, uh, yeah, well, it wasn't great. And, and I'm glad that this week, uh, as Nestor Chris pointed out, at least they didn't perform again like that. At least we, they got, we got a little movement where they, they confronted Legato. And for me, that's, that's what I'm excited. I'm like, okay, you know, let's move on from this. Well, the segment didn't make sense because as Legato del Fantasma is leaving, like hit road just randomly walks out to the stage. So we're thinking, okay, maybe they're going to come to the ring, but nope, they just walked to the stage. And then that was the end of that. So I mean, they're 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 playing the long game, okay. Earlier in the night, uh, Santos Escobar and Legado had a promo, and they were just they were kind of hinting that they they were targeting Swerve Scott and Hit Row. They they want the title that they or uh, that they want to be uh, NXT's um, premier group in that sense. So, uh, you know, at least they said. All right, well, they, we we have an answer from Melly Mel. He says. It's something different. It speaks to a different audience. It's cool and something different, especially in NXT. It also gives shine to a group of wrestlers who normally wouldn't get it. So I do agree with uh, a lot of that. It is something different, and it, it absolutely 100% does speak to a different audience. These guys are playing the role of characters that you would believe that they are in real life. They're relating to people uh, that are similar to the gimmicks they're playing, and it's okay with that. 
Uh, and then he says uh, later on, it also gives shine to a group of wrestlers who normally wouldn't get it, which I also agree with. But all of that said, especially the last sentence where you said it also gives shine to a group of wrestlers who normally wouldn't get it, it just felt like it came on so randomly with no build or no reasoning. And that's what confuses me. I get that I get your reasoning, but I don't understand what they did to suddenly propel themselves to be trending on Twitter after a couple weeks and be very popular among all fans, all demographics, all just everybody loves this. It's not a specific audience. It's not a specific age, race, anything like that. It's everybody loves them. That's what and it seems I'm, like. I, I'm just intrigued. Yeah, you know, for me, uh, I, I, I'll to chime in on. Yeah, I, I entirely respect what Melly Mel is saying uh, that it appeals to a different audience, that it gets a different uh, group of people on, on the on the show that might not be there otherwise. It's something different um, in terms of the cipher. Yeah, I, I respect that and I understand that completely. Uh, Melly Mel then saying about the response, the fans put them over, and that's what gets them trending. Yeah, and that's fine. Like for me. Uh, John, you and I can sit here and say we don't really care for it, and then you know M Michael Ken saying he likes it. Like in wrestling, you're you're gonna have things that pe some people like, some people don't, and that's fine. Uh, for me, I'm more again, I'm more invested in like, okay, let's see what happens with this feud with uh, with with Legato. Let's see what happens with um, you know the stuff happening in the ring on the show. Nesker's, although uh, on the contrary to what we were saying uh, about what Melly Mel sees as a positive in the group, he's saying uh, she's saying that the uh, and Hit Row hasn't put the time in to be over. I mean, Swerve Scott's definitely put the time in. He's been on NXT, but I will say that there's some fairness to that. The group shows up, and pretty quickly, it's like they're they're suddenly um, the reaction makes them like the, the, the hottest thing in wrestling. And and I don't necessarily see that. I mean, I think they're again they are they're definitely different and, and cool and something a little fresh. And I like that aspect. It is I, it's, it's different, and that's great. But yeah, I, I think there is two for that. It's not like they got they they gradually got over. They gradually got popular. Like it was. It felt happened pretty pretty quickly, and at least for me, it, it, wrestling is subjective. All right, let's leave it at that. Wrestling is, is subjective, and for me, I look at it. I'm like, all right, that's it's cool and different, uh, like kind in a way, uh, but at the same time, you know, people that may, may not like it or or that may like it, you know, it, it's entirely uh, what is it? It's something. Uh, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if you look at Hit Row and you like it. More power to you. If, if you don't, that's cool too. I mean, again, for me, I sit here and NXT a show loaded of the things that I like otherwise. So if there's one thing I don't really care for, totally fine, not a problem. And that's, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm never going to like them. I'm saying this is what we've seen so far. I've not really been on board uh, all too much, but uh, well, I'll see how how it continues to go here. So uh, lastly, uh, pretty much the one thing we haven't uh, touched on yet is the start of the breakout tournament tonight. We saw Ikem and Jiro, uh, who has been on 205 Live. Uh, pretty regularly and for a couple weeks now, uh, facing Duke Hudson, formerly known as Brendan Burke, who, who got a very random run on Raw back in 2020, uh, really kind of in the thick of the pandemic era, uh, at least at the outset there. He, he, was, he was teaming up with um, Shane Thorne. He, he was briefly managed by MVP. Uh, and then now he's gotten repackaged. And it's weird. He was, he was on the main roster. Now he's like, Kind of stepping back into the breakout role the breakouts usually meant to like push a completely new star uh like newcomers to nxt uh and obviously verk here but and verk won i was very uh hudson won duke hudson beat ikman gyro i thought that uh, jiro would win he's been on 205 live he's looked pretty good uh i 
to me, I, I just assumed that would happen. And then uh, Hudson won. He used the, the winds of change, the boss man slam. I thought he looked good. He had a good promo. Um, before the match was fine. Uh, it seems like he's there. I don't know. I, I like the breakout tournament. I like the breakout tournament for, for shining light on new performers. And as we saw with 2019, we got Cameron Grimes, sort of Scott, Bronson Reed, a bunch of names that are now very much regulars in NXT. So who knows which one of these guys will be uh you know sticking around who knows who will, who will really shine because just as you you know lose the match here in the tournament doesn't mean you're not going to be on xt it just means that like the winner gets the title shot they're choosing so we could very well still see ikaman gyro but uh duke hudson we'll move on to the next round the tournament will continue uh next week but john what do you think of this uh this opening match uh in in this tournament uh, I thought it was pretty good. I was actually surprised by the outcome. Uh, it, it appeared to me that they were pushing uh, not Hudson in this match, but then he wins. I just thought it was an interesting way to kick things off. Uh, I, in typical me fashion, I never know who these people are when they start their breakout tournament because I'm famously known for not watching any indie wrestling or knowing any indie people at all. So in a year from now, such as right now when we're seeing people like Cameron Grimes and Kushida and other people uh, that have been around for a while. Uh, it's This is where I admit that I'm very much behind the ball with stuff like this as far as uh, who, the, who the favorites are. Like, I could look at this bracket, and I'm sure, you know, somebody like you or somebody else that watches a lot of any wrestling would know, like, oh, these two guys are the favorites to win. And I look at it and I go, let me throw a dart at the map, and that's who's going to win. Um, but as far as the match itself, of course, I thought it was pretty good. And I do remember him from last year in, in the Thunderdome, but I, I still didn't expect this outcome. No. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, again, they, because they had been seemingly positioning Gyro as, or Giro as the likely winner here, you know, it doesn't make you wonder if Hudson could go on to win the whole thing. And I just don't know. Obviously, this is the, the first uh, match in the opening round of the tournament. So we've got a long way to go in that sense. So going to have to wait and see what happens with that. But I thought both guys look good. And, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, the breakout tournament is a good way to introduce new talent to NXT. Because, John, just like you said, you are definitely not alone in that sense. There are many fans that are not uh, either that just don't watch indie wrestling or that don't keep up with it or you know that just don't know who these people are so in some ways that kind of and in some ways that's that's beneficial that's um, beneficial because these guys are usually coming in with new names new, new fresh new, start yeah you know so uh and i, I would say exactly uh, brendan Verk, fresh start now he's Duke Hudson. Uh, he's getting repackaged he won tonight so i want to see how uh I don't know how, how much they want to go with it, but at the very least, it's off to a good start here. So, John, all together here, a very eventful and I would say overall good episode of NXT. I read the comments earlier, people were giving it nines and right right in the, right around the nine range. What would you rate NXT tonight? Uh, tonight, I would give the show a... Let's go 7.4. Why not higher? And I will definitely why not uh, lower, but why not higher? So why not higher? Um, I, I couldn't go with a 7.5 dog tonight just because I just thought the matches were okay, but they weren't like anything extraordinary. The main event was obviously pretty good. There wasn't really a whole lot of like story development. There was a lot of confusing aspects of the show, the Mandy Rose thing, the Hit Row thing. 
the index thing. Um, without index, I go seven point five at least. But we got to go down to seven point four. Um, well, what not, about you? What do you give it? For index. Oh man, what do you give it? There were things that confused me and that I was, you know, not totally on board with Mandy Rose. Like for me, I I like the fact that she showed up. It was random. Uh, it was a little weird uh, in, in that sense. And as I said earlier, my, my mini rant about the the lack of coordination between the main roster and NXT um, can maybe weighs on me a little bit. Uh, but for me, I like the main event a lot. I like the the, the, the stuff we got with Cameron Grimes. I didn't think I would like that, but I did. Um I thought the breakout tournament match was good. Uh, I, I like the uh, the direction that we're going with um, with the, the the Diamond Mind and Kushida there. I, I see a lot of potential in that. And I, again, I thought the main event was great. Then we had Cross attacking Joe. So I will go. I'll, I'll say a solid seven point four. I thought a very good main event and definitely some some good takeaways here. Yeah, in terms of compared to some weeks, not as much storytelling uh, that you might wish for. Um, so. You know, I, I I think it's solid 7.5, you know, definitely room for improvement there. But Nesh Chris with an 8, Michael Covington with a 6.5, Laura Rock with a 7.1, Kevin Taylor with a 9. So it seems like, you know, generally you have a pretty good show. Uh, and la lastly here, a prediction from Nesh Chris saying she thinks that Dexter and India will kiss in the next two weeks. At the very least, John, that means that you'll, you'll be put out of your misery soon so that you won't be left uh, oh, waiting for this to happen too much more. At least then we'll get this. The, the payoff in that sense, and then we'll have to wait and see what happens after that. But uh, maybe. I mean, to me, I, I kind of had a, a hunch that like the fact that we got it back tonight uh, made me think maybe we'll get uh, the fast track to the again that to that payoff that we've been denied so far. So maybe I, I think that, that that's a fair prediction. Again, as I was saying about across and Joe, if not uh, probable at the very least, it's possible. So. Uh, Oh, and lastly, Michael, Michael Covington with a 9.5, giving a very good rating and saying that Aaliyah finally got away from the Robert Stone brand. Yes, that was definitely another takeaway there. Seemingly, uh, well, Aaliyah like, kind of stormed out, and then Jesse Camilla was seemingly aligned with Frankie Monet. So, I mean, there was definitely some stuff to kind of see, sink your teeth and do in that sense. So, I thought it was a pretty good show, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Again, especially assuming that we are going to get Cross and Joe at some point soon, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. And uh, Stephen Chambers right around what we rated it with a 7.5 as well. So not too bad at all. So with that, John, uh, NXT is still going to be in the Capital Wrestling Center for a while. But this Friday, SmackDown going to be back with live fans. John, you're going to be at Money in the Bank on Sunday. Live crowd. It's going to be very exciting. You're going to have our boots on the ground coverage with that. Obviously, we'll have full coverage of the event otherwise. Uh, and in, in doing so, we will have uh, the regular stream of podcasts and everything. Johnny and I are here every Monday talking about, about Raw. Uh, we're here, obviously, now on Tuesday talking about NXT. The Dynamite Dudes Attitude cover at AEW. And they also do WCW re uh, Rewritten uh, for fun, some fan, fun Facebook stuff. Robert, if we least, and I will be talking all about that very buzzworthy episode of SmackDown on Saturday morning. And then we also have a Money in the Bank post show on Sunday night. Johnny will be in our boots on the ground there. So uh, obviously we'll have your coverage in that sense. So uh, and, and of course, otherwise, we'll have we always have a, a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. So make sure to leave a like and subscribe all our platforms, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, John, you're going to be doing one thing this weekend in person, live in person in, in, the, in the live crowd. And that one thing is what we do here at wrestling can you tell me what that is enjoy wrestling indeed thanks for listening everybody